0: Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.
1: We are 45 minutes from winning off the field on this football Friday and one hour away from a Beltway Blitz. You'll hear from Rick Snyder, who has talked to Sonny Jurgensen about being honored at FedEx Field this weekend. Looking forward to that conversation. But right now... On the BetQL guest hotline, bet smarter to beat the books. Download the BetQL app today. Visit betql.com. Danny Cannell, courtesy of Bet Online. Danny Cannell is as passionate and knowledgeable and insightful as there is a college football analyst in the country. And when we had the opportunity to have him on to preview the national championship game, we were pumped. Danny, how about this game? TCU, who nobody thought was going to get here. Georgia, who everybody knew was going to be here, but barely got here and it's a 13 and a half point spread right now. I believe.
2: I love this game. I am so fired up to talk about it. It's awesome. Uh, It's great to be on with you guys. And you hit on a couple of them, like the storylines in this game, like, yeah, it would have been kind of cool to see Michigan against Georgia in a rematch from last year's orange bowl, but that got lopsided. I think it's actually great for college football that TCU got past Michigan and got to this place because there was a lot of people that said TCU didn't belong and that Alabama would have beat them on a neutral field and Bama, the blue blood should have been there instead. And for TCU to silence those critics, I think is massive. And everybody loves to root for an underdog, right? I and mean, it's fun to root for a team that was five and seven a year ago and the Big Twelve was picked to finish seventh in the Big Twelve, it's a great story. And by the way, they're a really good football team. And and then you've got a team going for a repeat national championship. So just like you mentioned, there's so many things that are great about this game.
3: Yeah, Danny, I root for chaos when it comes to it, right? It's like I I I, I can wake up in, you know, late August and go, it's probably gonna be between Alabama, Georgia, Clemson, Ohio State, and maybe like you know one other team that's going to be in there from the Power Five. I love the TCU, like those kinds of of teams. I obviously there that they didn't happen of a year, but I love it when it does happen, just to prove lots of people can play football. Man, lots of people are well coached, lots of people can be physical, and they're athletes all over the place. I'm rooting for them. Can they do it,
2: man? So <laughs> I don't think they can, but I didn't think they could against Michigan, Mm. right? Like so I didn't and there there were actually two games down the stretch I thought they were going to lose. Uh, and it wasn't Kansas State in the Big Twelve Championship game where they did lose and they they did lose that one game. I didn't think they'd win against Texas. They were a seven point underdog and they ended up winning seventeen to ten. They shut down Texas's B. John Robinson, who's gonna be most likely a first round pick at running back. And I didn't think they'd do it against Michigan because of the physicality of the Michigan offensive line. And TCU said, you know, Sonny Dykes, their coach, brought it up and said, we didn't like everybody saying it. We couldn't handle the Big Ten. And they used that as a motivating factor. So they proved everybody wrong once. Now they got to do it again because, it, like you mentioned, the line. Now it opened at 13-and-a-half. It's down to 12-and-a-half. So it has moved a little bit. I think the reason it's moving is because they're kind of becoming America's team. Everybody wants to pull for them. And in the playoff era, or not the playoff era, in the last 20 years, there are two teams that have been double-digit underdogs in the championship game, and they've gone on to actually win the game outright. So there is a – they could win this game, but I think it's the emotional play. I think the smart play is to lay the 12-and-a-half with Georgia – and, you know, if you want to root for TCU, I get it. I would probably say just put a little bit on it just for fun. But if you really want to make more of an investment and a bigger play, I would say you lay the 12 and a half, you fade the public money, which is all over TCU, and you say, all right, prove us wrong. Because Georgia has way better talent. Michigan did too, but Georgia's got the best talent in the country. I mean, they have four and five stars all over the roster. 90% of their roster is made up a four and five star talent, there's a reason they're a 12 and a half point favorite.
1: And Michigan threw two pick sixes and turned yeah. the ball over at the six inch line in that game. Danny Cannell, bet online. You can check out bet online for a plethora of national championship lines, including spread total, game MVP, first touchdown score, margin of victory, title, total touchdowns, player game stats, and a whole lot more. Max Duggan, I love his game. Uh, he is a dual threat. He can run, he can make every throw. Why isn't he considered more of an NFL prospect? And what kind of draft prospects would he have if he comes out?
2: So he's, he's announced he's going to go to the draft, which I, was, I it was an eyebrow raiser a little bit. It probably tells me that TCU, their NIL game, maybe isn't the same as it would be at an Alabama or at Ohio State where they could pay him you know half a million bucks to just stay around another year. There is – so even Sonny Dykes – so this is one of the best stories of college football, I think, that I don't know if everybody's aware of. So to start the season, Max Duggan did not win the starting quarterback job. Sonny Dykes came in as the brand-new coach, and he said, I want to open competition, and it's going to be Max Duggan and Chandler Morris. And Max Duggan had played a lot of football. He was the veteran quarterback on this squad. And Sonny Dykes, even despite that, most coaches would pick the veteran. He said, no, I'm going with Chandler Morris. Chandler Morris played one game, got hurt. Max Duggan did not decide to transfer, which we all know that's a very common trend in college football. He decided to wait around, and he got his opportunity early this season, and the rest is history. He's played phenomenally well, and he's gotten to this point, which is unprecedented. I do think, so he doesn't blow you away with, like, NFL prototypical size. He's 6'2", 210. It's adequate, but it doesn't blow you away. He doesn't run like a 4-4, four, 4-5, four, four, which would blow you away. He doesn't have a cannon like some of these other quarterbacks coming out that would blow you away. So I think you're looking at probably a fifth or a sixth round pick when he does get drafted. Because there's nothing, you know, there's you know, scouts want to really be blown away. His game film is good. I don't think it's the best. And I don't, you know, Bryce Young and CJ Stroud, those guys have put down incredible film. There's a little bit of a system element to this. But I think he is a guy that in the fifth or sixth round, I would say, let me get him in my let me get him in my team, let me get him in my quarterback room, let me see what he does as a competitor, and maybe he's one of those guys that just figures it out and can be a key contributor. I don't think he's a franchise quarterback. You know, he might be able to come in in a backup role in two or three games, but like I maybe. And but then there's also the possibility he could be the next Brock Purdy who dropped to the very last pick in the draft, nobody thought he'd do anything. He gets thrust into the spotlight because of two injuries in San Francisco. And he's got the San Francisco 49ers in this last four to five games. They're talking about sticking with him, even if Jimmy Garoppolo is healthy. So there is always the surprise factor. He's played a ton, the experience factor, but physically he's just not that impressive, which is what the teams always look for. So that's I love the story. I hope he gets an opportunity and it's a good one. But there's a reason why he's not, you know, a top five pick or a first round pick in the NFL draft. Terrific. Danny
3: Cannell on with us here on Grant and Danny in DC. Uh, what are you hearing on Kendra Miller and, and how critical is he for TCU? I was impressed with when DeMarcado came in. I thought they didn't really miss a beat, but you'd like to have your best going uh, when you're playing for the Natty.
2: Totally agree with you. I think by position, I'm not that concerned, right? If it's your quarterback, you're, oh, no, like, what are we going to do? And I don't like – I played with great running backs. I played with Warwick Dunn. It was phenomenal. But it is a position that I do think is easier to fill. But here's where I think the issue comes into play. It's depth. You know, what if DiMarcado gets hurt? Or if he needs a rest, if he needs a blow, then you're starting to get deeper on the roster. And, by the way, Max Duggan is the third – highest rusher. It's Kendra Miller's leading rusher. He's been great. DeMarcado's behind him. And then it's Max Duggan. Then you're getting some guys that haven't played a lot. And, you know, you wonder how they do with pass protection. It just becomes more of an issue. So I don't think it's the, the most glaring, you know, oh, no, they don't have a chance. But you definitely want to have him back. And it's still questionable. So I think that is a concern. And there's an issue also injury question for the Georgia Bulldogs. And it's Darnell Washington who is a tight end who's massive. He's 6'7", probably 280. He's more of a traditional blocking tight end who can run routes. But when you look at Georgia's offense, their tight ends, especially Brock Bowers, the healthy tight end, who's been probably their best offensive weapon the last two seasons. If Darnell Washington and Brock Bowers can go, man, it really presents some matchup problems for TCU's defense. If Darnell Washington can't go, then it at least makes it a little bit easier to match up against Brock Bowers. So there's two injuries to keep an eye out for as the game comes, you know, gets closer on Monday. It's Kendra Miller, as you mentioned, and Darnell Washington for Georgia. And of those two, I'd say the more significant one could be Darnell Washington because of what it means for Brock Bowers, where I do think you can at least mask the injury to Kendra Miller if he's not playing.
1: Danny, I, I pre-hate this question I'm about to ask you. It's a little bit cringy and, and like sports talk radio-y, but... If Georgia wins a second straight national championship game, have they supplanted Alabama for for now or kind of big picture as the program or or do they need you know, a few more years and pelts on the wall before we say that?
2: No, I I'm almost willing to go there already. You know, they knocked them from their perch last year as the national champion. They knocked them from, like, the, so they're back in the national title now. They're looking for back-to-back. And just a few years ago, they were a second and twenty-six away in overtime from beating Alabama. And if you remember, that was the play where Tua Tagovailoa came in and hit the game-winning touchdown pass in a walk-off Alabama win. If they don't get that win, you're talking about Georgia's potential third national championship. The only hesitation I have is, Let's see them do it first like if, and now they got to do it, but if they go back to back and you look at the I think there is a shift of power in the balance of power in college football, and this is exactly what Georgia fans wanted exactly why Georgia got rid of Mark Rick, my former coach at Florida State and was the previous coach at Georgia who was great like he was a good coach. he got nine ten wins, eleven wins a seat like they were close, and Georgia fans said, uh-uh,' it's not good enough. we want to supplant. Alabama and build Alabama East and build it as Georgia. If they win this game, that's what Kirby Smart has done. He's built Alabama East, especially when you look at Alabama, not winning the SEC West. There's some vulnerability there in Tuscaloosa. I don't think they're going away, but they're showing some signs of maybe being toward the end of their dynasty, just as Georgia's beginning. I think it's more than a fair uh, assessment to make. If Georgia does in fact win this game.
3: Danny, I don't have a good question here. I just kind of want your thoughts. I love Brock Bowers. I just do. I'm enamored. I think like there's there's something I'm, I'm much older. I think we're about the same age. I think I'm a little bit older than you. But like there's something about like the big bruising tight end that can also like make people miss here and there. I, I think that guy is awesome. He's going to be a great asset for somebody on Sundays. What do you think?
2: I totally agree. I think it's got to be a system that he gets into that will utilize him. So he's a little bit undersized compared to even like the Travis Kelsey's and Gronk's 6'4", 230 is kind of a tweener. Like he's he's not fast enough to be a big wide receiver, and yet he's not big enough to be a tight end like Gronk and Kelsey to be the greats. But he is a special football player, which is what you're alluding to. And not only is he able to catch the ball and run routes, and he's got pretty good speed, he also is a rushing threat. Like they've rushed him a couple times, and he's had, he had a 75-yard run this year as a runner, and he had three touchdowns as a runner. So he's just one of those guys that I think you're 100% right. He's just almost positionless. Don't call him a tight end. Don't call him a wide receiver. Call him a football player. And I can picture an offense like Kyle Shanahan, who's done a great job with George Kittle, of just figuring out ways to get him the ball, kind of like they did with Debo Samuel. I think he's one of those type of players who you'd have to view as like a Swiss Army knife, do a whole bunch of different things with him, and if you approach it that way, I think you'd be incredibly happy. Now, if you ask him, oh, you got to bulk up and be a tight end and be more traditional and block, I don't know if it's as successful or if you said, hey, can you trim down and we'll move you out more, you really have to utilize exactly what he is, which is again just a football player. Remember, he's only a sophomore, which is nuts. I mean, he's still an incredibly young talent for the Georgia Bulldogs. And I do think he's their, he's been their offensive MVP two years in a row. He is that good and he's been phenomenal. I think he's gonna have an incredible career.
1: Danny Cannell, courtesy of Bet Online on G and D. You check out Bet Online for a plethora of national championship lines, including spread total game MVP and some player props as well. Uh, Danny, I wanted to tap into your expertise as a college analyst on Sam Howell. Fans in this town are really excited for his first start for the Commanders against the Cowboys, against that number one defense. It's going to be desperate this weekend trying to win the division. Looks like he may be thrown to the wolves here. We don't know what to expect. What was your take on Howell at UNC and coming out?
2: So, I'm very familiar with Sam. Sam Howe because as a high schooler, he had originally committed to Florida state, my alma mater. And I was excited about him. And then Mac Brown came in, took over the North Carolina job and, you know, stole him from us. So I was bitter <laughs> about that. And then I'm watching his college career on, I'm like, man, we could use him right now. Um, I think he's kind of similar to what we were saying about Max Duggan earlier in this in the TCU quarterback conversation like and played a ton of college ball won a lot of games helped elevate the program of North Carolina not quite as much as, Sam, uh, as, as Max Duggan did at TCU but he was a difference maker at that school he's got a, a good arm maybe not a great arm but I think he's got a great awareness and ability to grasp the system and he's got a Like, I don't like to say the cheesy, like cliche, like clutch factor, but he does raise the level of play around everybody around him. And he had a bunch of fourth quarter comebacks because his defense wasn't very good at North Carolina. He had to keep him competitive. He was projected to be like a second round. Maybe even some guys thought he could be a first round pick after his second year. Then the third year, the offensive line was bad. Like he didn't have good supporting talent around him. And he really didn't have a great year, and they didn't win as many games, so he kind of fell down the draft boards. But I think given the opportunity, he could excel. Now, it's a tough spot with what's happening, like where the season is, the way things have kind of fallen off here lately. I worry about that. But if he's given a good situation and maybe like a fresh, clean start and a new competition, quarterback competition, I think he could challenge about anybody that's out there. So I like him as a quarterback. I do think he he doesn't have the upside of a first rounder, but I think he could provide an opportunity to play some games and then it's kinda of like, all right, maybe you've got another Kirk Cousins on your hand, who was also, you know, a fourth round pick. It could be that could be the upside for him. I don't think upside is Josh Allen or Patrick Mahomes, but I do think like a upside of a Kirk Cousins could be the same potential career arc if he does get hot and given a good opportunity with good talent. Danny, before we
3: let you jump, give us a prediction for Monday.
2: I think Georgia wins. I hope – I'm really kind of nervous there's a blowout, um, you know, a three- or four-touchdown game. But I think it'll probably be around two touchdowns. I think Georgia will go up early. I think they'll get more conservative in the second half. Don't give up the big play. And I think they'll kind of just use that boa constrictor style. They'll suck the life out of the game, hang on to the ball a little bit more in the second half, and pull away. So I like Georgia to lay the 12-and-a-half. And because of the style of game I think unfolds, I'll go with the under two of 62 and a half. So I like Georgia to win and under uh, lower scoring affair by the standard of that 62 and a half.
1: Excellent. As always, we love having you on Danny. Enjoy the weekend's worth of NFL games. And then uh, Monday night as well.
2: Awesome. You guys too, man. It's great catching up.
1: You got Appreciate it. You Danny Cannell of bet online joining us here on grant and Danny. I'm pumped for the national championship game. Now I'm not sure that it's going to be tight, But I just think that it is refreshing to see something different.
3: This is my point. This is why I'm
1: in. And and I would take this over, like, if it's Georgia-Alabama, and that's potentially a great game, and we're going in with a, you know, not this year, but just generally, like a three-point spread or whatever, give me the 12.5-point spread that might be lopsided and the potential intrigue of what happened with TCU-Michigan.
3: And Danny said it best. Just guys named Danny making great points. I didn't think TCU could hang with Michigan at all. And here we are, right? In, in a situation where it doesn't look like they can hang with Georgia. Georgia is better everywhere. On you know, on paper, there was nowhere where you'd go TCU has a massive edge. Maybe you prefer Duggan over Bennett, but Bennett's just got all the weapons in the world at his disposal. And those are just grown-ups who are playing on Sundays up and down that lineup for Georgia. I just want to see it. I want to see something besides the usual group. So no disrespect to Ohio State fans. You'll be back in it next year, I'm sure. No disrespect to Michigan fans, Oklahoma, Alabama, or Clemson or whatever. I'm just so excited it's not one of the same group of four
1: teams that we see each and every year. I'm into it. And look, you can easily say if Michigan TCU started right now and they played again. Michigan would win. Michigan probably wins and might win handily from the perspective of It's two pick sixes, you turn the ball over at the goal line. But stuff like that does happen, and it could happen in this game again. Now, you don't often get that kind of good fortune if you're TCU in back-to-back games against teams that that are superior, but it could absolutely happen. What outcome do you want for the Commanders on Sunday? A loss, and they could climb all the way up to the top 10 in the draft. A win, and they beat the Cowboys, who everybody in this town hates with a passion. Obviously, you want Sam Howell to play well. You want some of the kids to shine. But what do you want to happen this weekend with the Commanders playing Dallas? We'll get into that next. Grant and Danny on the fan.
0: This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds.